Welcome to the Wall Street Journal for Wednesday, December 6th, 2017, from Audible. Today, you'll hear these five stories. Russia barred from 2018 Winter Olympics due to doping. Trump tells Arab leaders U.S. will move embassy to Jerusalem. Why the U.S. considers North Korea's Kim a rational actor. Aetna's outgoing CEO set to reap about $500 million if CVS deal closes. And Oakland's municipal workers go on strike. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, Russia barred from 2018 Winter Olympics due to doping by Sarah Germano and Thomas Grove. The International Olympic Committee has suspended Russia from the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics for its alleged state-sponsored doping scheme at the 2014 Sochi Olympics, but said it would permit some Russian athletes to compete neutrally and by invitation only. By suspending the Russian National Olympic Committee, the IOC is punishing one of its most prominent medal-winning powerhouses and stepping headfirst into political tensions between Russia and the West. The sanctions indicate the IOC is taking a stronger position against doping after more than a year of grappling with investigations by other sports officials into allegations of Russian meddling at the Sochi Games. The committee said it would permit some Russian athletes to compete in Pyeongchang by invitation only and as neutral athletes, without the Russian flag, and in cases of medal ceremonies, without the Russian anthem. Such athletes would have to be reviewed by an IOC panel and show they have submitted to regular drug testing. They cannot have been in leadership positions at the 2014 Games. Furthermore, the IOC said it would not accredit any Russian Ministry of Sport officials. Olympic officials also issued the ROC a fine of $15 million toward reimbursement for costs related to the IOC's investigation. IOC President Thomas Box said in a statement, This was an unprecedented attack on the integrity of the Olympic Games and sport. Response from Russia came quickly. Some politicians encouraged a boycott among the athletes still eligible for participation. The vice speaker of the Russian parliament, Igor Lebedev, reportedly said Russian athletes invited to the Games should strike out against the IOC through a boycott of the Olympics altogether. The decision of the IOC denies us the use of our national flag at the Olympics. Interfax quoted Mr. Lebedev as saying, That is a humiliation for such a great country like Russia. Mikhail Degtyarev, the head of the Parliamentary Committee on Sports, speaking on state television, said individual athletes should decide individually on their participation. State media holding concern VGTRK said it would not be broadcasting the games without the Russian team's participation. The head of Russia's cross-country skiing federation, Yelena Valbe, said she was shocked at the decision, Interfax reported, but said it was each athlete's individual decision whether or not to participate. How they fear us said Irina Rodnina, three-time Olympic gold medalist in figure skating and politician. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov did not immediately respond to a request for comment. From the World section of the Wall Street Journal, Trump tells Arab leaders U.S. will move embassy to Jerusalem by Rory Jones in Tel Aviv and Felicia Schwartz and Dion Nissenbaum in Washington. President Donald Trump told Arab leaders in phone calls on Tuesday that he intends to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, Arab officials said, a move that could upend the U.S. leaders' plans to launch an Israeli-Palestinian peace plan and risks sparking violence across the Middle East. Mr. Trump is expected to delay the embassy move, but he will make a speech on Wednesday announcing the relocation and is also expected to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital, 
U.S. officials said. State Department officials have warned embassies around the world to brace for potential protests. Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas and Jordan's King Abdullah II received phone calls from Mr. Trump on Tuesday outlining his intention to move the embassy, according to statements from both their offices. The U.S. leader also informed Egyptian President Abdel Fattah Assisi, a spokesman for the Arab leader said. Mr. Abbas's office said he would continue his contacts with world leaders to prevent such unacceptable action. Israel has administered East Jerusalem since 1967, when it won control of that half of the city in the Six-Day War. Nearly all Israeli government buildings are based in Jerusalem. Palestinians consider East Jerusalem the capital of a future state. The international community doesn't recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Conducting diplomacy from 87 embassies in Tel Aviv, about 45 miles away. Mr. Trump is moving ahead with the announcement despite a barrage of diplomatic pressure from Arab, Palestinian, and European leaders who have argued that decisions over the highly sensitive issue of the status of Jerusalem should be made in negotiations between Israelis and Palestinians. Because of Jerusalem's disputed status, Mr. Trump now risks derailing a Middle East peace effort that the White House had been working on and could damage strong ties his U.S. administration has nurtured with Arab states, foreign officials say. Mr. Trump also phoned Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu on Tuesday to discuss the matter with him, according to U.S. officials. A spokesman in Mr. Netanyahu's office didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Israeli officials have said they would welcome the U.S. embassy in Jerusalem and acknowledgement of the city as Israel's capital. Under a U.S. law passed in 1995, the president must sign a waiver every six months postponing the embassy move or else trigger steep funding cuts for State Department facilities. Since the law was passed in 1995, Democratic and Republican presidents have repeatedly opted not to move the embassy, citing national security concerns.